0: Peace
1: be to you, brothers and sisters.
0: Let's continue
1: on in our sermon series, God's Righteousness, A Great God, Amazing Salvation. Today we'll be looking at Romans chapter 7. The, the law and true freedom. Let's Do a quick review of the past sermons that we did For us to understand even more clearly the truths that can be found in the book of Romans
0: The
1: first four chapters of the book of Romans Paul explained justification by faith from a negative perspective To show our failure as human beings because there is no way that we can by ourselves attain salvation. It's all dependent upon justification by faith. But from Romans chapter 5 to 8, Paul explains justification by faith from a positive perspective. After we have been justified by faith, what are the things that we can attain? In Romans chapter 5, Paul shows us a a very important gift. It's called the gift of grace. grace. This is our most precious gift. Because grace can cover all kinds of sin. In Romans chapter 5,
0: verse 20.
1: But where sin increased, grace increased all the more.
0: Paul
1: knew that when he, when, uh, when he made the statement that people would oppose this,
0: Does
1: it mean that we continue on sinning so that we can gain more grace?
0: That's
1: why Paul used Romans chapter 6 to explain this. In the past, we were all slaves of sin. We don't want to sin, but we continue sinning because we are under the bondage of sin. From a human point of view, we, we are men sinned and became a sinner. But from the perspective of the truth, man is a sinner, that's why he surely will sin. So that's why we are slaves of sin. But right now we thank the Lord because we have been given a choice. Because we have been given this new life by Christ. And now we can choose not to sin. We are no longer slaves of uh, sin, but slaves of righteousness. Now we have uh, offered our body as living sacrifices, holy and, and righteous for the Lord.
0: That's
1: why in Romans 6.14, For sin shall no longer be your master Because you are not under the law But under grace
0: Here it's
1: showing us that law and grace Cannot cannot coexist Just like the saying that fire and water do not
0: mix
1: Fire and water cannot coexist it's either you're in the law And you're not in grace Or you're under grace And not under the law But Paul knew That the people of Israel Will truly oppose this statement
0: Because
1: the things that the, the people of Israel boast about the most Aside from being the chosen people of God it's the law uh, the law is the the one thing that the people of Israel boast the most because in their eyes law is equal to grace because they they believe that the law has been given to them by the Lord and that is their grace which among the nations here uh, has a law as just and as beautiful as the law of Israel.
0: That's
1: why Paul knew the people of Israel would truly oppose (laughs) what he said they would say Paul you have, you are uh, uh, gravely mistaken that's why in Romans chapter 7 Paul here is explaining about the law we can subdivide the book of uh, uh, chapter 7 into two
0: parts
1: the first six verses talks about the relationship between the believer and the law.
0: But from verses seven to twenty-five,
1: it's Paul's personal experience. And from this, uh, from his personal experience, we can subdivide it into two points.
0: Because from verses seven to
1: thirteen, it talks it talks about his Paul's experience before he came to know the Lord. While from verses Verses fourteen to twenty-five, he talks about his experience after knowing the Lord. Let's look at this uh, together. The first
0: six verses.
1: Let's look at about about the relationship between the believer and the law.
0: Uh, chapter 7 verse 1
1: brothers and sisters for I'm speaking to those who know the law who are those who know the law it's the people of Israel we are not Jewish that's why we don't know and nor understand completely the law
0: that's why we
1: find it so hard for us to comprehend Romans chapter 7 because we don't have this background of the law that's why we need to explain first what is the law why is it that the Lord has given us this law the law is God's requirement of holiness and righteousness Righteousness from his people. The Ten Commandments are the representative of the law. What are the Ten Commandments? We as Christians should
0: notice. Especially
1: those who have been Christians for more than five years. The Ten Commandments are the ten laws of the Lord.
0: You shall, not have, uh,
1: you shall have no other gods apart from the Lord. You shall not make any idols and worship them. You shall not take the name of the Lord in vain. Remember to keep the Sabbath day holy.
0: Honor
1: your father and mother. You shall not kill, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not
0: steal. You
1: shall not bear with false witness against others. You shall not covet anything that is your neighbor's, house, wife, servants, ox, and donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor this is the requirement from God among uh, for, for his people uh, with regards to holiness and righteousness there are four important characteristics of the law number one number one the law is holy and righteous look at verse 12 so then the law is holy. The commandment is holy, righteous, and
0: good.
1: This is the basic nature of the law. So the law in itself is good. Second, the law brings man awareness of sin. In Romans 3:20, Paul said, The law is here to make us know our sins. The law is like a mirror. When we look at a mirror, we see our own reflection on the mirror. That's the function of the law. The third, the law is powerless against sin. You know what the law is like? The law is like an x-ray. It's so like recently you have been coughing a lot. So you went to have an
0: x-ray.
1: And from the x-ray, they saw something wrong with on uh, in your
0: lungs.
1: But the x-ray cannot cure you.
0: The same. The same. The
1: law makes you aware of your sins, but the law cannot prevent you from sinning. They see. The fourth The law arouses sin.
0: Look at verse five.
1: For when we were in the realm of the flesh, the sinful passions are aroused by the law were at work in us so that we bore fruits of death before uh,
0: death. Uh, let's say
1: you, you went outside and you saw this bench. So when you pass by this bench you look at it nothing happens. But if I put a sign there and I put there wet paint you know a lot of people when they see this sign they are tempted to just touch it they want to find out if it's truly a wet, uh, wet or not you pass by a place you see this wooden fence there are two holes there so you look at it you pass by it and just walk by it but I But if I put a sign there, no peeping. There are a lot of people who when they pass by there, they would they would be tempted to peek. No peeping is a very good reminder
0: We are
1: not to to sin there But sadly
0: This
1: will arouse us or tempt us to sin more That's that's what the law is
0: The
1: law by itself is
0: good
1: But it tempts us and, and our sinful nature to come out Right now we have this very basic knowledge of the law. Let's go back to the Bible. In chapter
0: seven, verse one.
1: Do you know, brothers and sisters, for I am speaking to those who know the law, that the law has authority over someone only as long as that person lives. The law only has authority and control over somebody who's living. Look at the Ten Commandments. Honor your father and mother. Do not murder.
0: Are these
1: laws applicable to a person who's alive or somebody who's dead?
0: Of course,
1: it's for those who are alive. If you speak to a dead person, honor your parents. Do not kill. That person is dead. How, did, how then will he kill somebody? How then will he be able to honor his
0: parents?
1: That's why the law is applicable for those who are alive. Paul here. From verses 2 to Free. So,
0: verse 2 to 3.
1: He used the illustration of being under marriage to, to show what's under grace and what's under the law. If a woman has a husband, she's under the control of the law of marriage. She cannot go out with anybody. Then it will be uh, considered as adultery if your husband is passed away
0: then the
1: woman is set
0: free
1: she can go out with any other man because she's no longer under no longer under the the control of this of the law she's already uh, she's already free
0: use this
1: illustration to explain something what is under the law and what is under grace? Look at this uh, illustration the grace On one side we see under the law And on the other side under grace
0: Under the law you see on
1: on one side under the law you see this donkey bearing this huge burden or a rock called the law and, he, and he, the mule the, the, uh, the donkey is using its own strength to carry that that stone so each step that the donkey takes is very labored it's very difficult right. this is under the law because it is under the law
0: right, one,
1: on the other side see under the Grace. You see, it's under the grace. Where's the law then? There's a hand that is lifting up that burden. That's why, that's because Christ has already fulfilled the requirement of the law.
0: That's
1: why we no longer have to carry the weight of the law. But the problem is, how then do we move from being under the law to be under the grace? There's only one way. There's no other way. It's for us to die. There's only one way. It's to die to the law. Look at chapter
0: 7, verse 4. So
1: my brothers and sisters, you also died to the law through the body of Christ that you might belong to another, to him who was raised from the dead in order that we might bear the fruit for God in the past we are under the law we have been under the control of the law it's, the law is like a husband controlling us we have no freedom whatsoever but we thank God we have died and uh, buried with the, uh, with Christ we are dead the law has no longer have, has anything to do with us but we thank God not only have we died and been buried with Christ but we have been resurrected with him right now we are alive we are now married to another husband called Christ so we are no longer under the law but we are under Christ there's only one solution we need to die we need to die on the cross with Christ. Look at verse six. By now, But now, by dying to what once bound us, we have been released from the law so that we serve in the new way of the Spirit and not in the old way of the written code. What is the new way of the Spirit? What is the old way of the written code? what is the old way of the written code it's relying on oneself to be a good Christian having many do's and
0: don'ts
1: what then is a new way of the spirit
0: it
1: means relying on the Holy Spirit to empower me to live out the likeness of Christ in these six Versus. It talks about uh, Christians and their relationship with the law. We have nothing to do with the law anymore. But Paul is afraid that we might not understand this. That's why Paul gave this testimony. Look at chapter 7, verse 7 to 25. In these 19 verses, Paul here is sharing his own personal experience. If you have read This 19
0: verses. He would,
1: he would also talk about himself. He would say I. The word I appeared
0: 50 times.
1: Paul here used his own personal experience to explain something very important. The law is good. Why is it that law that is good has caused me to sin and caused me to die? that's why he gave his own personal testimony here in these 19 verses we can divide it into two parts from verses 7 to 13 talks about his own experience before knowing the Lord well from verses 14 to 25 he talks about his experience after knowing the Lord why is it that I divide into these two parts. If you re- if read the English Bible, you would find it easier to understand. Because in verse, from verses 7 to 13, the tenses used by the words here in this uh, from seven to from verses 7 to 13 were the past uh, were the past tense it's things from the past from verses 14 to 25 the tense used here is the present tense It's things that were happening then so
0: that's
1: how we explain this. Tal tickles of Satan. And from verses 7 to 13, the experience that Paul had before knowing the Lord. From verses 14 to 25, it's after he uh, he came to know the
0: Lord.
1: But he still is under the law. He still was not free. The experience that he had, because he had not yet overcome. In Romans chapter 8, we will find out how Paul overcame this. It's the message that we will be talking about next week Let's first, Let's first look at these two different experiences experience The first Before he came to know the Lord Paul was a Pharisee and he had really complete comprehensive knowledge of the law
0: He knew
1: that the law is holy, the law is righteous
0: Look at verse 7.
1: Nevertheless, I would not have known what sin was had it not been for the law. For I would not have known what coveting really was if the law had not said, You shall not covet. Law makes us aware of sin. We, a while ago I said The law is like an x-ray It will show us Our situation inside our body So x-ray by itself is good But the x-ray cannot save us But
0: in verse 8 But since see,
1: sin seizing the opportunity Afforded by the commandment Produced in me every kind of coveting. It shows us what is right and what is wrong.
0: But
1: we deliberately do what is wrong.
0: We know
1: it's not good to covet. But we still covet.
0: (laughs) And
1: we will tell the church member just get One each. But I'm sure somebody will get more than
0: one.
1: Sometimes in the midst of our fellowship, we will be distributing snacks. And our announcement will say that only take one share
0: each. (laughs)
1: but somebody will take one and keep one. (laughs) We find it strange.
0: We we, we
1: need we know we need to honor our parents. our attitude towards our, our parents is not very good. Why, Why
0: is it? So?
1: Why is it that the law is, is good, but it, we you still continue to do bad things? Listen. Listen. Because when the law appeared, <laughs>
0: Because once we know the
1: law, the law appears to us, we have our own personal explanation of the law. When God told Adam You shall not partake of the uh, fruit From the knowledge uh, from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil Because once you eat of it You will surely die That's the command of the, law, of the Lord You cannot eat Because after you eat it You will die The serpent came How did the serpent spoke to them? The the serpent made a new interpretation of the law of God. No, 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 no. He said no. You surely will not die. God is uh doesn't want you to eat. Because God is afraid that once you eat of it, you'll be like God. What does this mean? It means God is not good. God has kept what is good for you.
0: Because
1: God is jealous of
0: you. God
1: doesn't want you to be like Him. So that's a new interpretation. For, for us as parents, when you speak to our children,
0: Okay, I'm a we
1: set a curfew for our children when they go out they should be home by
0: 11
1: why is it that we have this set this curfew it's for the safety of the
0: children Because
1: of the dangers that we face here in the Philippines outside the
0: night.
1: So that's why you need to be home by 11.
0: But
1: how do children explain this?
0: You're
1: trying to control me. You're you're taking away my freedom. We find it strange.
0: It's something
1: that the parents meant for good, but the the way that children uh, interpret it becomes, uh, becomes negative. If the government requires
0: oh, us... It's
1: for those who want to, to join our church service or indoor activities you have to be fully
0: vaccinated so that's
1: why the church complied with the requirement of the government to require that all those who would attend service to be fully vaccinated when some people heard this they have a different explanation they keep they claim that this is discrimination.
0: It's a
1: discrimination against those who are anti vaccination. This is not our own
0: requirement.
1: This is the law of the
0: government. Is it
1: discriminating us? I don't think so. I don't think so. It's
0: the uh, it's the
1: intention of the government to protect the people. People are like that. You are like that, I am
0: like When the law comes
1: out If it does not comply to what I want in my old self I come up with my own explanation That's why Paul said The law is holy and righteous But it caused me to die that's why Paul made this very important conclusion. That's why Paul made this very
0: important conclusion. then the law is holy, the command,
1: the commandment is holy, righteous and good. Dude did that which which is good, then then death to to me? no uh, no means.
0: Nevertheless,
1: in order that sin might be recognized as sin, it used what is good to bring about my death, so that through the this uh, through the commandment sin might utterly be uh, may, might become utterly sinful.
0: He's showing
1: us the limitations and what's so frightening about the law. We cannot Find out uh, against sin rather. We cannot win over this uh, sin. This was the, to the was the experience that Paul had before he came to
0: know
1: the Lord. I'm sure we have the same experience uh, experiences before we came to know the you Lord. Have... Number The things that we don't like when they appear to us, we we make our own
0: explanations. The
1: And it really uh, arouses in us this frightening, uh, sinful nature that is within us. After we become Christians, (laughs) Look at Paul. From verses
0: 14 to 25.
1: This was the experience Paul had after he came to know the Lord. Look at verse
0: 14. But we know
1: the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. Now, Paul here is saying the law is spiritual, but I am not spiritual. In you know, you know a person before coming to know the Lord, the unbeliever is called a natural man. In English, it's called the natural man. That's
0: natural.
1: But after you've become a Christian, there are two possible scenarios
0: for
1: us. A person who remains unspiritual, who's who's, uh, carnal or uh, living in the flesh, or a person who's spiritual.
0: Fresh or carnal. Carnal man or fresh man.
1: That's why in English it's called either the carnal man or the man who lives by the flesh. Paul said, I am fresh from the flesh. So that during that time Paul was already a Christian. But he was not victorious. That's why he said, I'm not spiritual, I still belong to the flesh. 你看, if you study this carefully, from verses 15 to 20. 保罗说了,
0: 来, 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 Here,
1: Paul was uh, making us known the inner struggle, this huge inner struggle that
0: he had.
1: I love the law of the Lord. I love to do what is good. But I cannot do it. Whatever it is that I I do, it it turns turns out bad. Look at
0: verse 15. I
1: do not understand what I do, for what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. Look at verses
0: 18 and 19.
1: For I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out
0: for
1: I do I do not do the good I want to do but the evil I don't I do not want to do I this I keep on doing there's
0: people who
1: said they were saying that this statement that Paul made was when he was not yet a Christian but I believe it is not so do you remember the first uh, the first reason that I accepted?
0: because
1: the tenses being used in these statements are the present tense it's the situation that Paul had at the present Another, another realistic reason this is the experience that majority of us Christians are
0: experiencing
1: if I ask you this question please answer me honestly What what Paul said here. Do we share the same experience when Paul said the good that I want to do I cannot do but the evil that I don't want to do these are the things that I do. After I became a Christian
0: of course
1: I'm a Christian then. That's truly my experience. The things that I know I shouldn't be doing these are the things that I did. I've been a Christian for many years. Right now I have some improvement. But the struggle is real, it continues. I don't know if you share the same
0: experience.
1: Maybe you can claim that after I became a Christian, I have overcome, and I have I don't have this struggle anymore. If you're truly like that, need, I thank God for you. You're overcomers. Yeah, you are an overcomer. But I'm sure that 80% of the Christians are experiencing the same thing. We want to do good But we cannot do it We don't want to do bad things But we continue doing bad things Why? Why? Because sinful nature Our sinful nature Continues to exist in us Because our salvation Is not yet complete Our our human body Is not yet completely saved We are waiting for our our glorified body during that time, during that time, we will completely overcome our sinful nature.
0: You know, in 2013,
1: the man of the year for Time magazine is Francis Pook. Pope Francis. This is the Pope of the whole Catholic
0: Church. It's the Time Magazine uh, during
1: 2013, the person of the year for Time
0: Magazine. You know why? Because
1: this was the very first Pope. in in all history to ever apologize he did not apologize for himself He, he represented all the Catholic priests in
0: apologising. If you are,
1: if you can recall what happened in 2013. A lot of bad news had
0: had
1: come out. A lot of priests had sexually abused children. Here, I'm,
0: I'm not
1: persecuting or, or saying bad things about the priest I personally believe A lot of priests are really good people
0: They
1: truly love God and they truly love men
0: And they
1: are truly uh, very concerned about their flock And this is Really,
0: the reason. It, they
1: have this a very good relationship with their with their
0: congregation. that's
1: why the children have this deep trust on them is, can the
0: this can't uh, uh, this
1: one is, this this one trust this one is, this to sin. In fact, a lot of Christian pastors are like that. Pastors are not bad people. But there are pastors who commit adultery. You
0: know why? You know why? Because the
1: pastors they are concerned about their congregation. A lot of sisters in the
0: church. Sometimes
1: the sisters would approach the pastor.
0: And they would share,
1: they, they would share their problems with the pastor.
0: And the
1: pastor is concerned.
0: They
1: have counseling
0: sessions. And they
1: have established this emotional attachment to each other. And then something else happened. Because our sinful nature continues to exist. That's why Paul made this conclusion. Look at verses 21 and 23. So I find this law at work Although I want to do good Evil is right there with me For in my inner being I delight in God's law
0: but I see another
1: law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. Paul said, I, there are two laws in me. One that loves the law, the God, uh, the law of the, of the Lord, and the one that hates the law of the Lord. One that wants to do good and one that wants to continue sinning. Paul said, I live such a wretched life. So That's why in verse
0: 24. What a wretched
1: man I am, for who, uh, who will rescue me from from this body that is subject to death, your church. I would like to remind all of, all of you two things number one number one, our salvation is not yet complete our body is not yet saved sinful nature continues to exist in us that's why the possibility of sinning is still there
0: we are
1: awaiting the day that our body would be completely saved. So get kidding, that's why a Christian's life is a life of confession and repentance. It's a lifelong process that we need to continue to do to confess and to repent. But uh, take note. It has nothing to do with salvation. We are already saved. Why do we need to then? Why do we need to confess and repent? For us to maintain this uh, normal and good relationship with the Lord.
0: Daddy, the second, we must not trust ourselves.
1: These pastors, priests, and church leaders who have
0: sinned These
1: are people who truly love God and love people
0: They
1: believe in themselves that they will not commit such sins But all of them failed So don't be too overconfident about yourself you know, I became a pastor when I was 22. Today, this year I have become a senior citizen, I am 60. In the past 38 years, the past uh, six, 38 years, I've made a lot of mistakes. But the Lord has preserved me in one area in big things. Whether it's something that has money, to do with money, or something power, with to do with power in the areas of sex. The Lord has preserved me from falling into the sin. It's not because I'm holier than other people. Because I do not trust myself I know my own weaknesses So when temptations come I know how to flee That's how simple it is I'm not holier than other people I'm not uh, more spiritual than other people. I just know how to run. run. Away, run away. So may the Lord help us. Paul is reminding us in 1 Corinthians
0: 10 verse 12
1: So if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. May the
0: Lord help us. negative.
1: Then you probably would say, if that's the way we, it, it is with us, then our life is very negative.
0: Oh, it
1: seems like we're living in a cycle of sin, confessing, and repentance. No, 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 no. No, it's not. But that's not what Paul said. And In the concluding verse in Romans chapter 7, Paul said, Thanks be to God who delivers me Through Jesus Christ our Lord So that I myself in my mind Am a slave to God's law But in my sinful nature A slave to the law of sin Thanks be to God who delivers me Through Jesus Christ now, our Lord Paul did not explain here because His explanation will come in chapter 8 But this verse is showing us something very important We will not be forever under under sin Because we are no longer under the control of sin of the
0: law rather
1: We have been crucified with Christ We are dead Just like what Paul said No longer I but Christ who lives in me May the Lord help us. If we fall, we have to rise up again. We have seen God's grace. And we, we depend on God's grace to overcome the temptation of sins. Next week, let's study Romans chapter 8. How do we overcome the bondage of sin in our life? But today, we are made aware we are already victorious may the Lord help us let's pray dear Lord we thank you Paul has shared his own life his own testimony for us to know we are no longer under the bondage of the law But we are living under God's grace. It's no longer I or we who live, but Christ who lives in us. We thank God that we are made aware. We are not slaves to sin, but we are slaves of righteousness and through God's grace we will overcome we have become overcomer of this bondage from sin we have hope and our hope is in Christ Jesus through your word Lord speak to us in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ Amen Amen Next week, let's look at Romans chapter 8. How we can trust and depend on the Holy Spirit to be victorious. Let's meet again next week. God God bless.